Welcome to the Landmark Apostolic Church's podcast. We can still trust in him. We can trust and know that he is still able to demonstrate in our lives. We can rest in the yes, he can. Some of you have a word from God. Some of you have a promise from God. Maybe it was something that he spoke years ago in your life and you've been carrying it around for some time now. Let me encourage you today. Just keep trusting him. Just keep living for him. Continue to be fully persuaded because my God is able to do exactly what he said he will do of us know that we shouldn't be sitting on these pews today but we have had it not been for the Lord testimony had it not been for the Lord who was on my side thankful for each and every one of you are here thankful for our guests that are here with us this morning and we just hope and pray that you feel welcome and uh, you feel the presence of the Lord in this place go with me if you would to Psalms 78 After yesterday's weather, I am just ready for fall, I can tell you that. What was it, 105? Pray for me. I heard that. Psalm 78, verse 12. Bible says, Marvelous things did he in the sight of their fathers in the land of Egypt in the field of Zoan. He divided the sea and caused them to pass through, and he made the waters to stand as an heap. In the daytime also he led them with a cloud, and all the night with a light of fire. He clave the rocks in the wilderness and gave them drink as out of the great depths. He brought streams also out of the rock and caused waters to run down like rivers. And they sinned yet more against Him by provoking the Most High in the wilderness. And they tempted God in their heart by asking meat for their lust. Yea, they spake against God. They said, Can God furnish a table in the wilderness? Verse 20 says, Behold, he smote the rock, that the waters gushed out, and the streams overflowed. And they asked, Can he give bread also? Can he provide flesh for his people? Therefore the Lord heard this, and was wroth, so a fire was kindled against Jacob, and the anger also came up against Israel. Because they believed not in God, and trusted not in his salvation. Amen. I want to talk to us just for the next little bit on this title, The Posture of Confidence. The Posture of Confidence. And if you will help me today for the next 30 minutes, you may be seated in this place. There were, um, there were these three boys who lived in the same neighborhood, and 
they got to bragging one day. You know how it is when you get with your friends and everybody starts telling stories and you try to you try to one up your buddy and you try to tell the better story or you know that you know you knew a guy who was even faster than the guy you're describing and and all this stuff and that's what these boys were doing and they got to bragging one day and none of the three could top the other until they started bragging about uh their grandpas and so the first boy said he said you know my grandpa was in the FBI and he caught several famous criminals and the second boy was like oh really he's like well my grandpa was a military hero who saved his whole platoon from being captured in, uh, by the enemy. And the third boy said, that's nothing. He said, my grandpa knew the year, the month, the week, day, hour, minute, and second that he was going to die. They said, you got to be kidding me. How in the world? They were fascinated by his story that, you know, that his grandpa, they said, even down to the second that he was going to die. And it's like, how in the world did he know that? And they said, well, that's what the judge told him. <laughs> Fascinating. You know, we, we, we have become a society that is... Um, that is fascinated uh, by the astonishing and unbelievable, uh, amazing um, athletic feats and tremendous displays of strength. We get ourselves in stories and conversations like this where we're trying to tell of something great that we know of that someone else did, you know, and, and we try to tell these stories about, oh, you should have been there the day this. And we become, we become fascinated by these things that we, we read about and we expect in this life to see dazzling special effects and, and breathtaking stunts that take place. And we, we turn our attention to uh, bizarre acts. You know, that's why we like to go to the circus sometimes. We like to see these bizarre acts that these people are doing and these near-death experiences. And we observe such things and we exclaim to ourselves and one another, wow, did you see that? Or have you heard about this act over here? Or did you hear about this astonishing thing that took place that this person did and we said man how in the world did they ever accomplish that and we think of these things that were that are incredible to us and that captivate us and we think I can't believe anybody would ever try something like that yet I believe that if if we would just take some time to look at at the biblical records we'll find that there is not one actual or simulate event in our technically advanced society that can even begin to stand beside the mighty works of God. I don't think there's anything in this life that we experience, that we witness ourselves, that can compare to what God has already done in history and will continually to do in, in, in our life. We look at the Bible. In Genesis 1, He speaks the world into existence. In Exodus 14, He parts the Red Sea. In Joshua, He holds the sun and the moon still in their orbits. You see, there, there are other Scriptures that remind us of the power and the strength of God that show us the possibilities that exist when it comes to God and what He can do. I love what Jeremy 
Jeremiah said when he said, Oh, sovereign Lord, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and outstretched arm and nothing is too hard for you. Jesus in Luke is recorded as saying, What is impossible with men is possible with God. We love that scripture in Ephesians that says, Now unto him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that worketh in us. One of the most uh, important scriptural teachings that we can depend on, that we can lean on, that we can, in, is that when things seem impossible and we can't accomplish something, we serve a God who makes the impossible become possible. We serve a God who can do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think. I want to I point your attention to the children of Israel this morning. Uh, we read about them in our text, and you see, uh, the children of Israel, they had a problem. They were, they were called out of Egypt to follow the Lord by faith, and however, they, it's amazing to me, they always seem to doubt. They always seem to doubt God's power. They always seem to doubt His, His presence. They always seemed to doubt God as they traveled through their journey. We read in our text this morning, Psalms 78 and 19, and the children of Israel ask, Can God? Their entire attitude of their hearts is summed up in that question. You see, when they asked that question, I believe that they doubted everything about God. Can God do this? This morning I realized that we are sometimes a lot like the children of Israel. We often find ourselves in situations in life where we too are asking the question, can God? Can God really? Can He, can he, can he do can he? Is it possible? We find ourselves up against impossible situations and we wonder, is God able? Will, will He do it? Can He do it? Is it possible for God to make this for me? Is it possible that He can open up this for me? I know I've seen Him do it for other people, but we find ourselves in, in tough times and we think, can God? I just want to talk to us this morning and show you from the Scriptures that we serve a God who is still the King of kings and the Lord of lords, and He is able to do all that He has ever done in the past. He's still able to do it in the hour and day that you and I live in. Can somebody say amen this morning? Amen. We serve a God who has not changed. What's the Bible say? He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. I don't know about you, but I think that covers, that covers it all, right? That covers all the time, forever. We have it settled. So when you ask this morning, can God, I want to tell you, I want you to leave here this morning with the attitude, the posture of confidence and saying, yes, He can. Yes, He can. First, we have to look at the children of Israel and the condition that they were in. Psalm 78 and 20. We read it just a few moments ago. It says, Behold, He smote the rock that the waters gushed out and the streams overflowed. And they said, Can He give bread also? Can He provide flesh for His people? Here was a people who called themselves by God's name. Brother Bishop, if there was ever a people that, that should have trusted God without any reservation, 
It is this group of people. It is this people. Yet they seemed oblivious to the power of God in their midst. They questioned, can God, after all that they had witnessed, after all that they had seen, after the mighty miracles, and yet they questioned, can God do this? And I witnessed this a lot in society today. Instead of trusting God and living by faith, what do we do as human beings? We are known for our worry and our anxiousness. We worry and we fret over every little thing in life. You see, the children of Israel were at many times a very faithless group of people. Even though they had witnessed the miraculous, they were still asking, is God able? Can God do this? And I'm here to encourage you, it doesn't have to be that way. I want you to know this morning that we have a God in whom we can still trust without fear, without reservation, without hesitation. I want to be the type of Christian at the end of the day, the kind of person that Jesus challenged Thomas to be. He said, not faithless, but believing. I want to know this morning that my God can. Come on, clap your hands unto if you believe that this morning. I want to have a posture of confidence that he's able the children of Israel were, were marked by faithlessness. They were marked also by forgetfulness. The nation of Israel seemed to be unable to remember all the great miracles that God had performed on their behalf. And they quickly forgot about their deliverance from Egypt. They forgot all about the parting of Red Sea. They forgot about how He made the waters pure. They were forgetful of the mighty power of God that they had, they had not just heard about. I really want to drive that home. It's not a, a story that they heard about. It's not something that a friend of a friend of a friend told them about. It's not something that they read about in a book. This was something that they witnessed with their own eyes. They, it was something that they were completely a part of. They witnessed it. The same scene is played out many times during the course of Israel's wilderness wanderings and even after they arrived in Canaan. Isn't that an amazing thing? Even after they arrived. One time in particular is when the 12 spies, you're familiar with the story, were sent into Canaan. And while they were there, they encountered some giants. And 10 of the spies came back after seeing the giants. And they looked at them. They looked at themselves. They looked at them. They remembered them. They looked at themselves. And what did they say? We were in our own sights as grasshoppers. And if we are not careful... We can become just like those 10 faithless spies. Some problem will arise in our life. Some issue will pop out of nowhere. That's what life is. Some things, life just, life just catches us off guard. And there'll be an issue in life, in the church, in family, at work, wherever. And the first thing that you and I think about is impossible. There's no way that I can make it through that. There's no way that I can get 
through that. We may not actually say the words, can God, but that's what our doubts shout out from our hearts. That's what our fear shouts. Can God? That's what our worry says. You see, this was the condition of Israel. They were faithless. They were forgetful. They were foolish. They did not have a posture of confidence. And if we are not careful, we Christians can begin to mirror that kind of same attitude in our lives today but it doesn't have to be that way somebody say praise the Lord we can still trust in him we can trust and know that he is still able to demonstrate in our lives we can rest in the yes he can this We can rest and know without a shadow of a doubt that he is working all things he's working all things together for the good well how can we do that Bryce how can we have this posture of confidence how I'm glad you asked because I really want to share that with you this morning I I, I think that I think what can help us this morning in trusting him better and and trusting in his power better and trusting in his in, in him in him more than anything else is I think that we have to have a good understanding of the character of God we got to have a good understanding of who he is who is he? Psalm 78, 5 through 7. For he established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers that they should make them known to their children, that the generation to come might know them. The children who would be born, that they may arise and declare them to their children, that they may set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments. Israel had seen God keep his word time and time again. He was always faithful. He was always there. He was always providing. He was always, you could always count on him. He would If he said it, he did it. It wasn't an empty promise. It wasn't an empty sentence. Mallory, when she takes Easton to school and before she drops off Ben, she always has the boys say words of affirmation and she'll say, you know, what is your word today? And Easton, he gets hung up a lot of times, you know, and he, he just likes to say strong. Every time I always ask him when I pick him up, hey, what was your word today? What did you tell mom your word was today? He'll say, uh, strong. It was like every day he was saying strong, strong. I was like, man, you need to come up with a new word. I said, you need, you need to find something new. I'm glad you're strong. We're proud that you're strong, but there's, there's a little bit more to life than being strong. I didn't actually say that to him. A little heavy on him right before he's heading into, you know, play with his friends and stuff. So, but then I did drop this on him and stuff. And he said, well, what, what, what's a word? I said, how about integrity? Integrity. He's six integrity is like integrity but he he gets it okay he gets it it's like a sponge man he soaks it up and he's like what's integrity dad and I said buddy the best way that I can explain integrity is you do what you say if you said it you do it that to me is integrity in a nutshell you carry out what you say you carry out if you say you're going to be there you be there That's to me what integrity is, okay? You do what you say. And so I don't know if he sprung that on you yet. Has he said said integrity? 
I knew that would get Mallory on the way to school. And she's like, what's your word today? Uh, integrity. <laughs> Amen. You do what you say. Can I tell you? Can I encourage you that God has always been faithful to do what he promised for them and for you? Let me tell you, what he told the children of Israel, he carried it out in demonstration. And my God hasn't changed this morning. He still keeps his word, everything that he promised he'll do. And I want to be like Paul this morning. I want to be fully persuaded that what he's promised, he's also able to perform. Can you say Praise the Lord. Come on. He is able. He's not just throwing out promises just because they sound good and they make us feel better. No, no, no. He is able to perform what he has promised. My friend, if you have a word, some of you have a word from God. Some of you have a promise from God. Maybe it was something that he spoke years ago in your life and you've been carrying it around for some time now. Let me encourage you today. Just keep trusting him. Just keep living for him. Continue to be fully persuaded because my God is able to do exactly what he said. He he will do you can count on him you can have a posture of confidence today he's a promise keeper throughout Israel's history they enjoyed the presence and the power of almighty God time and time again God had demonstrated his power in their midst Again, this wasn't a story that they read about. This wasn't a story that they heard about. They were eyewitnesses. I asked you this morning, can you imagine with me seeing him part the Red Sea? Dry ground, walk across. Miracle, powerful, all-powerful, mighty God. Who can do that but God? Imagine seeing the manna being dropped from heaven. Imagine with me seeing God defeat all your enemies. Imagine the thrill of seeing his glory as he came down upon the tabernacle. Imagine the pillar of cloud and the pillar of fire. My friends, God had proven himself over and over and over again to his people. He didn't just tell them about his power. He demonstrated his power. And I believe he's still doing the same thing today. Most of us know that we shouldn't be here today. Most of us know Know that we shouldn't be sitting on these pews today but we have a, had it not been for the Lord testimony had it not been for the Lord who was on my side Amen. has he parted waters in your life has the Lord moved in response to your cries of faith has he proven himself to you and me over and over again and I say yes emphatically yes Israel had seen God prove that he was stronger than every obstacle that they faced he was more powerful than Egypt he proved himself to be greater than their hunger greater than their thirst by his great power he was able to overcome and my friends he is still all 
powerful. The omniscient power of God has not, nor shall it ever flag. He still has all power in heaven. He still has all power in earth. You can trust him today. You can come to him today with a posture of confidence because we serve a God who is still able. The children of Israel, they absolutely amaze me. They absolutely blow me away. You see, while, while God continued to show himself strong on, on behalf of his people, Israel continually lacked the faith to trust him as they should. They would fail God over and over and over again. Despite all that they had seen, all that they had been a part of, all that God had done specifically on their behalf, they continually lacked the faith to trust God the way that they should trust God. However, the Bible tells us that many a time, he turned his anger away from them. Having the right to be upset, having the right to be angry, having the right to just cast them out and to bring them to himself a new people. The Bible says many a time he turned his anger away from them. What was he doing? I'll tell you what he was doing. He was patient with them he was leading them with patience with love and in grace is there anybody here today that is thankful that we serve a patient God how many times has he demonstrated his patience to us because if we are honest this morning there have been many a times that we have failed him there have been many a times that we have not trusted him the way that we should. There have been many times that we have not done what was pleasing to him. Many times that we have not lived up to the name that was applied to us through waters of baptism. Many times that we have made excuses. Many times that we have not had the faith like we should. But instead of throwing us away. Instead of throwing us out and said, you don't deserve the love. You don't deserve my grace and my mercy. You don't deserve my patience. Instead of doing that, he continues to love us and work in our lives. Why? Because he's patient and he loves us. This is the character of God. When we truly know him, we can trust him. And know that he's good. If our music would come this morning. Church, my call for you today is to remember. Everybody say remember. Remember. Think of the times he delivered you. Think of the times he made a way for you. Remind yourself this morning of his power and all that he's done for you. And as you do that, let the past 
be a reminder and learn to trust him no matter what life does. No matter what life brings, we trust in God who is able. There's a story of a man who took his first airplane ride. And he was, he was that type who was a little bit cautious, you know. I can relate to that. Think every time that you're going to do something just kind of wild that, uh, that the plane's going to crash. You know, this is going to be the last day of my life. <laughs> so he was a li- no, his friends knew that this man was very apprehensive. And his friends were eager to hear about how the plane ride went. So they asked the man the first opportunity they had. They said, hey, how, how, was, the, how was the plane? How was, how was the trip? The man said, he said, you know, it wasn't as bad as what I thought it was going to be. It wasn't, wasn't that bad. It wasn't what I, you know, pictured. What, it wasn't what I created all in my mind. But he said this. He said, I'll tell you. I never really did put all my weight down. You know what I'm talking about. He said, I never really did put all my weight down. You know, that's exactly how some people take the promises of the word. It's not the saving part. We trust God to save us. We trust God to wash our sins away, to forgive us, to set us on a path towards eternity, to spend eternity in heaven with Him. We trust God wholeheartedly. But we fail. We struggle with and fail to take Jesus at his word when it applies to other areas of our life. We've never really put all of our weight down. And as a result, hear me today, we're plagued with worry, fear, anxiety. We're marked with uncertainty because we haven't fully put our weight down in the promises that are yes and amen. But church, that's not the Christian that I want to be. I want to be one that fully rests in his word and in his promise. I want to have a posture of confidence this morning. And the good news is that you and I can because we serve a God who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. And this posture of confidence that I'm talking about, it is one that has faith. It means that we don't forget and it means that we obey His command. We take God at His word. Would you stand with me this morning? Second Corinthians 8.15, you find a kind of a scripture that really jumps out at you. 
Paul writes and Paul reflects back to the Old Testament here. And he says, as it is written, he that had gathered much had nothing over and he that had gathered little had no lack. I want to read it again. As it is written, he that had gathered much had nothing over and he that had gathered little had no lack. Everyone here heard of manna? The Red Sea, hopefully by now you've heard of that. You know, not long after that miracle of crossing over the Red Sea, the people started complaining. They didn't, they didn't like the breakfast menu. They're like, uh, we want a good breakfast around here. You know, I guess they were kind of far off the interstate. There's no Cracker Barrel inside or anything like that. And they're like, we want a good breakfast. And so God's like, I got you. I got a plan. How many know God's always got a plan? He always has a way. He says, I got a plan. And so God's like, I got this. Everyone's going to walk out of their tent every morning. Okay. And there's going to be dew on the ground. And when the dew is gone, there's going to be frosted shredded wheat for everybody. I mean, that's basically what it was, manna. Okay. Sweet to the taste, right? So it's going to be out there on the ground for everyone. But God instituted something here that's very interesting. Remember, we got to understand his character. He says this to the children of Israel. Tell everybody when they come out of their tent, only take what they need for the day. Don't take any extra. Don't take any, just take what you need for the day. And whoever gathered much had nothing left over. And whoever gathered little had no lack. Church, God was trying to teach his people early on. He was trying to institute this principle that your gathering will not save you. Your God will save you. It's not your gathering. It's your God. Okay. So you know what would happen? We know what would happen because we would probably do the same thing. As soon as morning came, okay, the dew was on the ground. As soon as the dew would dry out, okay, they would come out of their tents. And I could almost hear the parents holler, kids, grab all that you can. Get as much as you can. Why? Why, mom? Why, dad? Why? Because we don't know. We don't know about tomorrow. We, we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. We don't know if this is going to be on the ground tomorrow morning again. And here's what would happen. If they got too much, it would all breed worms, the Bible says, in their tents. It would turn into something that was disgusting, gross, hideous. What was God showing his people? He was trying to show them, I will supply every step of the day. I will supply every step of the way, every step in your journey. Do not hoard thinking that's what's going to deliver you, that that's what's going to save you. He's saying, hey, don't let the manna replace me. Don't let the supply replace me. Don't let your resources replace me. He's saying, trust me, I will supply. I will be your father. You can trust me. 
Church, I know that tough times come on us all. We're not exempt of, of this life. We don't get a pass in this life because we have the Holy Ghost. We're not exempt. We don't get a get out of jail free card. And, and, and I know tough times. And in tough times, they happen to us all. In tough times, here's what happened. Fear sets in. Worry sets in. Anxiousness sets in. Doubt, question, trust me. I've been there. And we let that fear begin to dictate how we respond to the grace and mercy of God. We let that fear dictate our actions on how we will respond to the grace of God. And our posture turns from one of confidence and trust to one of fear. What if something happens tomorrow? What if this happens? I don't know what tomorrow holds. And I hear the voice of God saying, just let it go. Just let it go. Just put it in my hands. And we think, but God, if I let it go, I'll have nothing. And God is saying, no, you'll have everything because I will be your God. And we hear that and we think, okay, God, okay, I got, I'm, okay, I'm confident. God, okay, I'm going to let it go. God, I'm going to give it away. God, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it in your hands. I'm going to trust you. And then we thank God, I only, I only have enough manna for t- this evening. I only have enough manna. And I hear God say, yes, I know. And tomorrow I'll meet you again. And the next day I'll meet you again. And the next day I'll meet you again. And the next day and the next day and the next day. Church, get it with me this morning. We have a God that we can trust. We can be confident in his ability, in his power, and know that he's for us. He's not against us. We can have a posture of confidence. He said, I'll meet you again tomorrow. Same time tomorrow, I'll supply again, I'll renew again, I'll refresh again. Would you bow your head in this place, close your eyes as they begin to sing just in a few moments of closing. Thank you for listening to the Landmark Apostolic Church Podcast. You can follow this podcast for more great episodes from the Landmark family. If you are ever in our area, our doors are open on Sundays at 10 a.m. and Wednesday at 7 p.m. Thank you once again for listening to the Landmark Apostolic Church's podcast. God bless.